Chaf Gimel Elul Tafshin Ayin Vav, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> Beautiful, great, new, brand new music starts us off here on this morning's, uh, on today's edition, this week's edition of the Israel Show. Gada Elbaz, Me'efu Lahatchil is the name of that one. If it sounds um, like stuff you've heard, it was written, both words and music, by Yishai Rebo. Great stuff. Tell you a little bit about it in a moment. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM, 9 a.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Israel time. But you can hear us whenever you like, whenever, I repeat, whenever you like, on um, the archives at NachumSiegel.com or the best on the app, on the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is free to be downloaded for your iPod, iPad, or Android for any any platform, pretty much, that you'd like. Um, and if there's a platform that you need, just let us know. We'll have it there tomorrow. No, I'm just joking there. Um, I don't know of a platform that doesn't uh, allow you to listen to the Nachum Siegel Network. Come on. Oh, my gosh. We have a jam-packed show. 
brand new music, one after the one after the next. Stuff that was released this past week. Most of it very appropriate for the Yamim Noraim, so we can't wait to get to that. Um, the song we just played, which was also brand new, Got Elbaz, written by Yishai Rebo. I open my eyes in the morning and I look around and I see an awesome, awesome world. Where, where, can I, where do I begin? The sun is in the sky. The laughter of children. How do I take it all in? I am, I am flooded. I'm literally flooded with chesed. And great love, to the point that I have to say, Beautiful stuff. I'm sure you'll hear a lot of that song coming uh, up in the next few weeks because it really is uh, uh, beautiful. Um, Later on in the show, this is uh, exceptionally interesting. Later on in the show, we will play clips from an impromptu interview with Jonathan Pollard. Now, Jonathan Pollard is on parole. He, he has a very, very strict parole. The regulations are crazy. We'll tell you a little bit about it later when we do this, uh, this segment. Um, and he was walking in the street in Manhattan like 46th, I think, between 2nd and 3rd, something like that. Yeah, 46th, between 2nd and 3rd Avenue. And an Israeli reporter from Channel 1 Israeli Television, who was here together with so much of the Israeli press for Netanyahu's speech at the UN and other things of Netanyahu uh, being here, part of that press corps, just happens to pass him in the street and sees them, gets his cameraman, and they quickly run over and they have this interview. Now, you'll see, it's a struggle because he doesn't want to say much. He's got to be very careful so that he doesn't get into trouble. And um, we're going to play clips. It, it, it's, pre- it's pretty awesome. It's, it's pretty awesome to hear him talking, sort of like having a conversation in a regular way, this man who has become an icon to... Uh, to myself and to all of us, Jonathan Pollard sitting 30 years in prison, and to hear him now within a year of his being released, that will be very interesting. Stay tuned for that. Um, we will also um, share with you an interesting video that was released by Israel's Minister of Education and the head of the Bayit HaYud party, Naftali Bennett, for the Amim Noraim will tell you this one remaining little piece, one story about Rav Yashar, Shar Yeshuvah Kohen. Very beautiful uh, story. And um, other, other little things, time allowing. Um, debut, next debut song, by Yoni Genut, who we've played on, on this show many, many times. I don't think he's so popular yet in the United States. We hope to have an interview with him in the upcoming weeks. Uh, to discuss uh, this this song and other projects that he's working on. He's a very talented musician. He's a graduate of the Gush, went to the Hesder, uh, through Yeshivar HaGush and Haritzion. And he composed, uh, he didn't compose actually, no, the, the <laughs> that's interesting, no. Somebody else composed um, this song, and I'm trying to find his name. Um, okay, I'll find it and I'll tell you about it. Mark? Knopfler, who is known for his songs under the banner of the Dire Straits group. So he composed this. I don't know if this is a Dire I'm curious, and if anybody knows, please share with me. Is this a song of the Dire Straits that is usually sung in English, but that he converted? Or is this just a melody that he happened to get from Mark Knopfler? I'm, I'm so curious to hear. And I think eventually we will hear when we speak to him uh, directly. The, uh, the words that he put to the melody, and he also sings this, uh, are from a piyut that the Sfaradim say at the beginning of Yom Kippur, before Kol Nidre, the Ashkenazim have a Tfilah Zakah, and the Sfaradim say 
לך אלי תשוקתי, בך חשקי ואהבתי. It's a very long period. It, it covers, it's almost like a vidui, it covers everything. It was written by the great Avraham Ibn Ezra, that we know so well from his Perushim on Tanakh, but he was also a, a great poet. And um, this is just one example. The Ashkenazim are not that familiar with it, but we will become more familiar with it, just like I have become. Everybody else will slowly... We will learn each other's minhagim. L'chai li t'shukati, to you my God is my passion. B'chach eshkiva avati, and you is my desire and my love. L'chai li b'v'chiliotai, to you is my heart and my kidneys. I think obviously the reference here is we say God is bochein klayot valev, our innards. So lachali bi vichilyotai, lachau chivinishmati, to you is my my spirit and my soul. Lachayadai, lachauraglai, to you are my hands and my feet, umimchahi techunati from Tochen, whatever I am, whatever is inside me, what whoever I am is from you. All my qualities. Lachatzmi, lachadami. The me, the M-E, the me, and my blood, and ve'ori imgviyati, my skin and my body, l'cha'inai v'ra'ayonai, my thought, my eyes and my thoughts, v'tsurati v'tavniti, my physical form. Don't worry, we're not going through the whole thing. One more line. L'cha'ruchi, l'cha'kochi, u'mivtachi v'tikvati. My strength is from you, and I have trust and faith in you, and you are my hope. And uh, there are more words in the song as well. I cry out to you until I return to the ground. It's, a, it's really an amazing piyut, and I found this melody just blew me away. I got to tell you, I couldn't wait to play it. Um, there is a great video. We will post a link to this video if you want to watch it later on. It's a beautifully done video. It's someone who obviously has the sensitivity of understanding what it is to create Jewish music. And something I think unique I've never seen it before, at least not that I can remember. One of the instruments featured in this song is a bagpipe. Wow, I, I don't remember any Jewish music song that has a bagpipe in it. Okay, enough said. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network, debuting Yoni Genut Lecha, Eli Tishukati. <laughs> Teshukati Bechacheshki Vehavati Lecha Libi Vechiliotai Lecharuchi Venishmati Lechayadai Lecharuchi
Was I right? Isn't that beautiful? Wow, lots of activity here on uh, the Nachum Siegel Network comments uh, page. Yehuda says, always, thank you so much for your comments, for listening in, and for uh, always being there for us. Daf Yomiyid points out that David Gabe's song, Ligabe, has bagpipes, and I did not remember that. So thank you for that, and maybe there are others, but um, it really struck me on this song particularly. And Dafio um, Miyid also points out that it's a beautiful song, and I definitely agree. Uh, my name is Mayor Wangert, and you're tuned to the Israel Show, the Nachum Siegel Network. That was the debut of um, Yoni Gennett's brand-new song, part of a new album that he's working on called Daber Elai Be'admit. Um, it was funded through uh, one of those um, social media funding programs. I think it was Head Start or whatever it was. That's how he funded the album. That is very cool. That might be the wave of the future for um, for our kind of music. So we promised you, and we're going to get to it now, the uh, clips from the Pollard interview. It's, uh, what can I say? It's a, I, I think it's a little bit of a bracha that we have this opportunity to see him and hear from him directly. Usually that wouldn't happen. I believe he's he's forbidden to actually make contact with the media. I hope that this doesn't jeopardize anything for him. The media made contact with him just totally off the cuff. He was walking in the street. I did a little research. It was on 46th Street between 2nd and 3rd Avenue and met up with um, journalists from Channel 1, Israel's Arutz Harishon, and um, they recognized him, and they just walked over. <laughs> he was walking with his wife. They're walking hand in hand. He just walked over and, um, and started talking to him. So we've, we've taken clips. We've taken them out of sequence a bit, not changing in any which way the, um, the content or context of what was being said. So 
and there's also some background noise. I hope, I hope, I've tried, I tried yesterday to um, bring out a little more of the speaking voice and to tr take off a little bit of the background noise, but that is very, very hard to do, as you may know. So um, hopefully you'll get it. Uh, the beginning, he says to him, um, he greets him and so forth, and, and any question he asks... Pollard just says, with a smile, not in a bad way, Pollard just says, no comment, no comment, I have no comment, I can't comment. <laughs> the reporter, by the way, is indefatigable, I think is the way you pronounce that. He just, he doesn't stop. He continues, and ultimately he does get him to talk a little bit. So here's just uh, the beginning of it, you'll hear, um, the, the, his various attempts of getting him to say something. So tell me, how's, how's the life outside? No comment. No comment. Yeah, uh, are you intend to come to Israel? I have no comments. What do you have to comment on? Something? Nothing. How's life? No comments <laughs> at all. Which is cute. He says, like, what do you have to comment on? <laughs> he says, nothing. He says, well, how's life? He says, no comment. <laughs> and he sticks to that. And then he tries another tack, the reporter. He says, well, everybody knows you want to come to Israel, meaning it, it, there's, you're not going to be giving away any secret or saying anything you're not allowed to say if you at least you know, respond to that because everybody knows you want to come to Israel. So... Let's hear this uh, this part of the uh, of his answer. You want to come to Israel? That's not a secret. No comments. I I I honestly can't comment on anything. Uh, Why is Jeopardy your parole? I can't even comment on that. At the beginning of this clip, you hear his wife uh, Esther. She says no comment, and then the reporter says. Why can't you comment? Will it jeopardize your parole? <laughs> and Pollard says, I can't comment on that either. So then finally, he's about to give up. He says, um, well, saying Shana Tova, is that also a no comment? <laughs> and, and he says, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's later on. He asks him, do you think Israel is still behind you? What happens in the middle is they sort of end the interview. And then Esther Pollard asks, who are you with? Which is interesting. She didn't ask that at the beginning. And he says, Israel, television channel one. And she says, Baruch Hashem. Don't know what that means. They can be as as difficult as <laughs> as, as non-Israeli reporters. And that opens up things a little bit. And he asks him, he asks Pollard, do you still feel that uh, Israel is is behind you, is supportive of you? You still feel that Israel is behind you? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I feel that the arm is clearly behind me. And the government now? Well, the government will do whatever it wants to do. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. He says the Am, the people in Israel he knows are behind him. And so the reporter says, what about the government? He says, the government the government will do whatever they do. I, I don't know. I don't know. You see him struggling. He doesn't want to say anything, and yet he's being pulled by this reporter, baited by this reporter to come and who's trying to desperately to get to say something. And um, he does say, It'll, it'll take a miracle to get me home. And the reporter says, um, well, wouldn't it be a legal proceeding that it would, you know, would be needed? And, well, you'll hear his comment. His wife, in Hebrew, says a few things during the interview. One of them is, We should all increase our tefillah and daven a lot, pray a lot. Bikarov, that he should be able to go home quickly, soon. Me'od, me'od, kashelano. It's very, very difficult for us. And one of the things 
that you see in the video, and again, we'll post the video on the Facebook page, one of the things you see in the video is he has to wear this monitor, this bracelet monitor, not on his ankle, I guess they usually put it on ankle, but on his wrist. It's this big thing, this big black, it's, it's like a bracelet, but it's huge. Um, which monitors everywhere he goes, and he's not allowed. To, I believe he's not allowed to leave New York. It's it's after thirty years in prison, he's still, still under such difficult conditions. Even being free, obviously, it's much better than being in prison, but still in difficult uh, conditions. So he, here's this next clip. It's going to take uh, a miracle to bring me home. So not a legal procedure. I don't know. I really don't know. I can't comment really on anything of substance at all. I can't comment on anything of substance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I feel on one hand it's 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 great to be able to hear him, to hear him talking somewhat freely. I mean, he's not freely really. And on the other hand, um it's just, you know, it's almost not fair what the reporter, and the reporter's doing his job, and anyone who's ever dealt with the media knows this. They will do anything to coax you into saying something that you ultimately don't want to say, and that's why you have to be very careful about dealing with media. If, if you're ever stopped, and, and the media asks you things that are, you know, about Israel, about Judaism, whatever, whatever decline, just pass. Just pass. Unless, of course, you're very well trained in dealing with media. They're, they're very devious in that way. That's what they do. They get people to talk. I see here on the comments, um, uh, Ari writes, was it right of them to put him in such a difficult position? That's exactly, exactly my point. Okay, the next clip. Here we go. Listen to this. I wish I could be uh, certain about anything, but I'm certain about our love for each other and our love for the land and the people. And beyond that, I really can't say anything else. But those, that hasn't changed at all through all these years. Our love for each other and our love for Israel, the people in the land, that hasn't changed at all. That's a very moving statement. Our love for each other and our love for the state of Israel our love for Israel hasn't changed throughout this time at all. Wow. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how many other people could say that after 30 years. And, and, and during the whole time, by the way, he felt abandoned by the state of Israel, that they abandoned him, he, that he did for them amazing, amazing work. And he was a spy. He, he was guilty. But he definitely got punished more than he should have and the state of Israel, because of this sensitive relationship with the United States, didn't do that much for him, and he did feel that he was betrayed by the state of Israel. And yet he can say, I love, I love Israel, which is just uh, just beautiful. Uh, another thing that I found out in this interview that I was not aware of, he, he could not walk, he could barely walk on his own when he left prison. That's how sick he was. And the reporter asks him, how are you feeling? You were sick. And uh, he and his wife both say that when he came out of prison, he could barely walk just like down a block without being in tremendous pain. And now through a lot of therapy and medication and whatever it is, and he says a few times he credits his wife for helping him so much, he started walking, and slowly but surely, he now can walk. And in the video, you'll see them. You see the reporter approaching them from behind. You see the two of them walking down the street um, in, in Manhattan. So here's a little clip about his health and his inability to walk, which is just astounding that he, I guess, being in prison all that all those years, um, there's atrophy and so forth, and he was also sick. I'm walking now. Yeah, you couldn't walk. Oh, you walk. couldn't walk? Barely. No. Barely. Uh, the doctors were very that I went to see were very surprised that I was still functioning as well as I, I was. You look good. 
Well, appearances could be deceiving. It was hard <laughs> chasing you. <laughs> well, my wife makes sure I walk a lot, and I have to get my circulation up and running. And, um... We came home, we couldn't walk from here to the corner. I not, was... with, not with a crime. We couldn't walk. That really, I didn't realize to what extent uh, his physical health was. Uh, we knew he was sick, but that he couldn't walk was pretty amazing. We'll end off. Um, we'll end off with um, the part in which he wishes everyone Shana Tova. I took that out of the center of the interview to end with it because I just thought it was really nice to hear this bracha as we end off this uh, this particular piece. The bracha of um, Jonathan Pollard wishing everybody a Shana Tova. We'll follow that up with Kolachayan uh, Va'ani Tefilati. Another beautiful song off of their album, Bit Karov. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shana Tova, it's no common too, or you can say that too? <laughs> I can say Shana Tova to all of my chaverim in, uh, in Israel. And uh, we, love we love them too very much. Okay, thank you, Shana Tova.
That song usually makes me cry. Filati Kolachai off of their album Bikarov, which I believe is out of print, but you can uh, get the album or just the song if you like online at kolachai.com. K O L A C H A I. Kolachai.com. Amir Weingarten, you're tuned to the Zoshan, the Nachum Siegel Network. By the way, an alert, I'll be, on, I'll be filling in for Nachum over at Jamin DM on Wednesday. Wednesday, um, let's see, that would be Chafhei I guess. September the 28th. If you're listening before that, then um, I invite you to join us over at JM in the AM on Wednesday and every day. And you can do so on the app, and it's a, it's a great opportunity to download the app if you haven't yet. We are sponsored... And we are thankful for that by Nefesh Benefesh, which is an organization. It, it's it's an organization of Yemot Hamashiach. You know what I'm saying? An organization whose sole purpose is encouraging Jews and helping Jews leave Chutzlaretz, leave the United States, and go to Israel. That would, as I'm thinking about it, I said, "Isn't that weird?" I mean, imagine a few generations ago, if you tell Jews, you can leave, you can leave the Galut, you can leave the diaspora, and you can go to the land of Israel. I don't know that we would need an organization to help us. We would just go. But alas, <laughs> but alas, we do. And they, uh, they give tremendous assistance to Olim, both before the Aliyah, during the Aliyah, and once they're in Israel, in various different forms. Take a look at their website, Nefesh Benefesh. So we- their website is www.nbn, N-B-N, as in Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il, www.nbn.org.il. And uh, we thank them so much for their sponsorship, and we are proud to be sponsored by an organization that has revolutionized Aliyah, in the United States. Brand new music from Yehoram Gaon. It's a collaboration between Yehoram Gaon and Ovadia Hamama, the composer. And um, I don't know if they knew that Avram Fried already has, I believe, a Yossi Green composition using these words, the words of Reb Elimelech of Lezhensk, Adaraba. It'll, it'll take a while. I'm so used to the uh, Avram Fried version of Adaraba that it, it was hard for me at the beginning to sort of like accept a new version. But hopefully you'll like this. Yehoram Gaon singing Ovad Yechamama, brand new, just out last week, debuting it here. Link to the uh, YouTube video will be on our Facebook page a little later, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Here it is on The Israel Show. Adraba, <laughs> 
Vadya Khamama composes, Yehoram Gaon sings, Adaraba, brand new, debuting here on the Israel Show. We have a uh, few more songs that we're going to debut for you today. A um, couple of um, smaller, smaller in size, not in importance items. Last Tuesday we posted, I just want to call to your attention if you haven't seen it yet. Last Tuesday we posted a, um, a newly released video. It came out. Um, to the best of my knowledge, or was brought to the attention of the public last Tuesday, on uh, on our Facebook page, we have uh, a lot of people who have seen it. Um, dramatic new footage of the body of Eli Cohen Zal. We've spoken about the Israeli spy Eli Cohen, who who uh, was one of Israel's more successful spies in a in a foreign country in Syria, until he was caught. Eli Cohen then was uh, hanged. And um, there's new video released of his body hanging in Damascus. It seems that the rebels who are fighting Assad came across it, and uh, Assad wouldn't release it, but they did. Um, It includes also scenes that we've never seen before, which are the removal of his body and putting it into um, a coffin and then into a military van and uh, and driving away. So uh, I call your attention to that. It's on posted last Tuesday on our Facebook page. We've been telling you over the last few weeks uh, different stories about the life of Harav Shar Yeshuv HaKohen who passed away recently. So there is one more story which um, which um, I owe you from previous weeks. It is, it, it's been told, and when he passed away, there were more people telling it. We told it originally on Jamin the AM back on Yom Hatzmoot some years ago, I don't remember when. When he got married, he he married the granddaughter of Harry Fischel, who was one of the leading Jews in the early 1900s in New York, one of the leading supporters of um, Orthodox Judaism. So um, when they got married, he decided he was a he was an officer in the Israeli army at the time, Talmud of Cook. Um, and he decided that at his wedding, he would wear his army uniform. He felt that the army uniform had meaning to him, to the extent that he wanted to wear it under the chuppah. 
And at the wedding, don't forget, his father, the Nazir, was part of the old Yishuv and the new Yishuv, just like Rav Cook. And when members of the old Yishuv saw Rav Shai Yishuv Cohen under the chuppah wearing an army uniform, they were aghast and they, they thought, oh my gosh, how, how could you do that? It's not proper. It's not honorable. And Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook said, the clothes of the Russians or the Polish, I would add, meaning Strymol, Kapota, these are clothes that originally were worn by Russian and Polish nobles. That's proper, but the clothing of our army, he says, is not proper, meaning the clothing of the army that is that is saving the lives of Jews in the land of Israel, that is defending us has its own intrinsic holiness. I've heard it explained. The holiness of the Begadim, of the Shtraimel, or the Kapata, and the other Begadim that we were, that holiness came from us where we made something that was not holy. We, by just giving it holiness, we made it holy to whatever extent it is. The army uniform is intrinsically holy. And that was a beautiful... uh, statement and understanding how how we need to change our frame of mind with um, the establishment of the state of Israel. I will post a rare picture. I came across it recently. I'd never seen it before. A picture of Rav Shari Yashuv HaKohen and his wife under the chuppah. You see also Rav uh, Herzog, who was one of his rebbies, um, who was the Masadar Kiddushin. He was standing there. He's in the picture as well. And you see clearly Rav Shari Yashuv HaKohen in his army uniform. I'll post that a little later for you on uh, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Um, let's see. Well, somewhat on a personal note, you may be aware of the fact that there is a tremendous discussion taking place, if you will, the contentious discussion between rabbis in America and rabbis in Israel regarding conversion, giur. And um, more and more, the rabbis in Israel, the rabbinut, are refusing to accept conversions done in the United States by American rabbis. So at the beginning it was, well, you know, any rabbi can just convert. And that, by the way, throughout generations, that's the way it was. Rabbis in different communities converted uh, converted, and that uh, was accepted by other communities. But uh, the rabbinot in Israel didn't want to do that. And so they ultimately made an arrangement with the Rabbinical Council of America, which is the leading Orthodox rabbinic organization here, under whose auspices also is the Bed Din of America. And the agreement was that um, they would accept the giurim of RCA rabbis or specific RCA rabbis. Later on, it, it, it became even more contentious. Well, what has happened recently is that two very well-known rabbinic names have been shunned by the Israeli rabbinate, people who have converted, who were converted by these two rabbis and who clearly live halachic lives were not being accepted by the Israeli rabbinate. The first one happened over the summer, Rabbi Haskell Lukstein, and it became a big news event because in addition to the convert in Israel that was not being accepted by the rabbinut, Rabbi Lukstein converted several years ago uh, Ivanka Trump, and, and now, of course, she's in the headlines, and so that made headlines. The other happened last week, and it was a conversion that was approved by Harav Gedalia Dov Schwartz, who is the head of the Bet Din of America for many years, a master posek. And now it's shocking that even his conversions, the head of the Bet Din of America, are being questioned. 
I'm not getting into the whole into this whole controversy. I'm not a rabbi. But I would say that I have a personal connection to both these people, it just so happens. I grew up in the young Israel of Borough Park, and for most of my life, until the age of 18, most of my childhood, I should say, my uh, my Rav, my Mora Atra was a Rav Gedalia Dov Schwartz. What a special person. And... Uh, he then moved on to Chicago, became the head of the Chicago Betin, and ultimately head of the Betin of America. This is a person who's beyond reproach. And the second, Rabbi Luxtein, Rabbi Haskell Luxtein, I have over the past 15 years worked with him um, on a Pesach program that he leads to Israel, which several hundred people come every year under his leadership. He started it during the... Uh, first Arab terror spree in whatever it was, 2001, out of um, solidarity with Israel, and he continued it year after year, and it just, I will tell you that working with Rabbi Luxtein, I have come to so, I didn't know him before, come to so appreciate what a special person he is, what a sensitive person he is, what a caring person he is. And so, um, it just, for me, it's even a stronger hit when these two people who I know personally and I know are are people beyond reproach are uh, being, in a way, insulted in, in such a public fashion. My two cents. <laughs> okay, let's go to some music. Brand new, as we said, we're doing brand new stuff. Shuli Rand... Uh, is part of a Shulirand is part of a um, compilation of songs called Sama Volume Number Three, and uh, his song was released, I believe, yesterday. It's an old niggin, and uh, he covers it here in this version. My name is Mayor Wanger, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Julie Rand with um, I, I believe that it's a Chabad nigan. I'll, I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure that it is. And uh, Shuli Rand does a beautiful job in um, giving it uh, renewed energy. My name is Mayor Wangat, and you're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. And this is the last Israel Show of the year. Tafshin Ayin Vav. I wish one and all a Shana Tova, a year of good health, a year of prosperity, a year of Menuchat HaNefesh, a year of growth, a year of fulfillment in all we do, a year of life and a year of quiet, a year when the one above looks upon us with favor. I uh, always do this in a short form. I'll do this in a longer form today. A special, special thanks and bracha to Nachum Siegel, without whom this entire enterprise would not exist. And trust me, you can't imagine the dedication and sacrifices he and his family have made and continue to make for over 30 years. I wish Stacy and Nachum and their family all of the best berachot ad belidai. And on a personal level, that was on a general level, on a personal level, I thank Nachum for everything he's done for me over these past many years that has changed my life for the better in so many ways. And I thank all of you for tuning us in, for listening to The Israel Show. Thank you for your comments, your feedback, your involvement, your likes, your posts. I can't tell you, I just can't tell you how appreciative I am of you. And I thank you very, very much. We're going to end off with a brand new Kahomer Biyada Yotzer. We won't do the whole thing. We'll do the whole thing in two weeks. We won't be here next week. It's Rosh Hashanah, obviously. I will be over at JM and DAM on Wednesday. Hope you'll tune in. Immediately following us, coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, encore presentations of Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by headlines with David Lichtenstein, and then the Great Monday Music Marathon. Until next time we meet, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you, the nice guys, oh no, they do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Oh, baby.